Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Monday, February 5th. On today's show, China's top prosecutors promise a crackdown on financial crime, while the government plans to invest in shorter-duration projects, according to the finance minister. Plus, Bradford Council brings in an expert to tackle financial woes. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with news from China, where top prosecutors are promising a crackdown on financial crime with a focus on insider trading and market manipulation. Zhang Xiaojin, head of the Fourth Procuratorial Office, which is in charge of economic crimes, has stated that efforts will be made to provide strong rule-of-law guarantees to serve and safeguard high-quality financial development. Here with more on this is our correspondent for Simply Finance. Indeed, David. This crackdown is aimed at crimes that damage the order of the capital market and the interests of listed companies. Zhang has said that this will provide strong support for accelerating the construction of a standardized, transparent, open, dynamic, and resilient capital market. What types of crimes are being targeted specifically? Zhang has mentioned financial fraud, misappropriation of listed companies' assets, insider trading, and market manipulation as the main targets. These crimes, he says, seriously undermine the basis for the operation of the capital market, infringe upon the legitimate rights and interests of investors, and endanger economic and financial security. This comes after the Communist Party became the country's top financial regulator last year, correct? Yes, that's correct. The establishment of the Central Financial Commission was part of Beijing's emphasis on the need to strengthen supervision of the sector. President Xi Jinping has also stressed the importance of preventing systemic financial risks, pledging further moves against corruption. What has been the response to the ailing stock market in China? In response to the struggling stock market, Premier Li Chiang convened a cabinet meeting last month to discuss ways of reviving sentiment and enticing long-term capital to support plunging share prices. The cabinet agreed that more vigorous and effective measures should be taken to stabilize the market and confidence. And what is the broader goal of this crackdown? The broader goal is to strengthen financial supervision and bring all financial activities under control in accordance with the law. This is part of President Xi's assertion that preventing and resolving financial risks must be an eternal theme for the Chinese government. Thanks for the insights, Michael. In other financial news, the Indian government is planning to invest in shorter-duration projects to fully utilize the highest-ever capital expenditure provided in the interim budget. This is part of an effort to develop the country's infrastructure at an accelerated pace. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this new approach? Certainly, David. Finance Minister Nimala Sitharaman has stated that while several capital expenditure, or CAPEX, projects have long gestation periods of 24 to 36 months or more, monitoring by the Finance Ministry has shown that projects are best developed when the CAPEX is used up within 12 months. This has led to the decision to focus on shorter duration projects. So how does this shift in strategy align with the government's overall economic goals? This move is in line with the government's aim to boost infrastructure development in the country. 
By focusing on shorter duration projects, the government can ensure that the allocated capital expenditure is fully utilized, leading to more efficient use of resources and potentially faster economic growth. And what might be the potential impact of this decision on the country's infrastructure development? By investing in shorter duration projects, the government can potentially see quicker returns on its investments, which could then be reinvested into other projects. This could lead to a more rapid development of infrastructure across the country, benefiting both the economy and the population at large. James, thanks for that interesting perspective. Speaking of financial strategies, let's turn our attention to Bradford Council, which, facing financial difficulties, has enlisted the help of a specialist to revamp its finances and steer clear of bankruptcy. Stephen Mayer, who has previously assisted councils in Essex and Berkshire through effective bankruptcy, has taken on the role of Interim Director of Finance. Celeste, our correspondent, is here to delve deeper into this. Can you tell us more about Stephen Mayer's background and his new role at Bradford Council? Certainly, David. Stephen Mayer is a qualified accountant with extensive experience in financial and change management projects across several local authorities. He was brought in by Slow Borough Council in 2021 following a damning auditor's report. Despite his efforts, he was unable to prevent the council's financial collapse and had to issue a Section 114 notice, effectively declaring the council bankrupt. Later in 2023, he was drafted in by Thurrock Council in Essex, which had accrued more than £1 billion in debt through failed investments in solar farms. So it seems Mayor has dealt with similar situations before. What is the current financial situation of Bradford Council? Bradford Council is currently in a precarious financial position. It has requested 80 mina pounds in government assistance this year and an additional 140 mina pounds for 2024-25 to fill a growing deficit in its finances. According to a report by Mayor, the council is facing financial challenges on an unprecedented scale. The funds requested would not be a bailout, but would instead be borrowed. What is the plan for Bradford Council moving forward? Bradford Council is looking to develop a five-year plan to transition to a more sustainable financial position. Mayor's role will be to leverage his experience and work with officers and members to navigate through this financially challenging time. His previous experience with local authority finances and change management projects will be crucial in this endeavor. While we keep a close eye on the challenging situation for Bradford Council, let's shift our focus to the national level. The 2024-25 budget has maintained a high level of investment with an 11% increase in capex and a continued focus on macroeconomic stability, according to Finance Secretary T.V. Somanathan. He also mentioned that the conditions for capex support to states may vary in the next financial year. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent. So Abby, what does this increased capital expenditure mean for the economy? David. The increased capital expenditure is a positive sign for the economy. It indicates that the government is prioritizing investment to stimulate economic growth. The finance secretary has stated that this level of capital expenditure is sufficient to sustain the current growth rate regardless of private investments. If private capital expenditure increases, we could see an acceleration in growth. What about the states? How does this budget affect them? The budget is crucial for states as it determines the amounts of devolution and the grants they will receive. 
the finance secretary mentioned that rupees 1.3 lakh crore has been allocated for one more year, which is significant for the states. However, this is not a permanent scheme, and the conditions for CapEx support to states may change in the next financial year. Can you tell us more about these conditions for CapEx support to states? The conditions for CapEx support are designed to stimulate capital investment and incentivize state-level reforms. The finance secretary mentioned that 75,000 crore of the support will be based on reforms. The specific reforms may differ in the next financial year, and guidelines will be issued in due course. What about private sector investment? How does this budget impact that? The budget aims to create a favorable investment climate, which could attract more private sector investment. The finance secretary believes that if India continues to grow at 6.5%, even without much capital investment from the private sector, eventually someone will have to invest to meet the demand. The budget also includes initiatives for private sector projects in innovative sunrise sectors, which could have a medium-term effect. There's also mention of a scheme for the middle class. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, the finance secretary mentioned a scheme that's still being designed. It aims to provide some incremental support to certain deserving sections of the middle class, offering them cheaper loans to acquire houses. This could be through lower-cost loans via priority sector credit schemes or possibly an interest subvention. More details will be available once the scheme is fully designed. Finally, what about the presidential buggy that was replaced by six Noriker horses after 40 years? Yes, the presidential buggy, used for ceremonial occasions, was replaced by six Noriker horses. The buggy was originally commissioned by the Viceroy, but is now considered made in India as it was refurbished and the horses were trained for its use. The president's bodyguard now has two teams of Noriker horses. Thanks for those insights, Abby. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>